Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 355 and it is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Yeah, I see this? I'm actually touching Vic. We're in person for one. <laughs> yes, yes. We, we're, we're back in the studio. It's been like a whole month or so. Yeah. Been a whole month since we uh, got back got back in the Codex Prime uh, studios. You know, just uh, you know, doing a, a in person podcast. So yeah, enough of the Zoom, enough of the Zoomish Zoom bullshit. You know. Yeah, that's it. That's what it was. You know what? Go ahead, Vic. Tell him why you're mad. Yeah, I'm gonna tell y'all why I'm mad. Tell uh, him why you're mad, Vic. See, see, uh, I I don't know what it is, but like uh, with with the Zoom episodes that we've had, we've been running into some technical difficulties. Um, last week's episode, shout outs to, uh, Robert Gonzalez and Roberto, Roberto Gonzalez and Patrick Hickey Jr. You know, we had an awesome discussion about influential video games. Uh, it was, it was a great discussion. Um, they had some really good insights, Roberto and Patrick, but unfortunately the, the audio came out really, really shitty. Um, and I don't know what, what it was. I don't know if it's a zoom thing. I don't know if it's like OBS can't really broadcast the zoom signal well look the bottom line is i think moving forward if we do have a zoom episode we can't put it up on facebook live because for some reason there's going to be a glitch somewhere so i figure that in future episodes whenever we have a zoom guest we'll we'll uh, we'll post the zoom video on our facebook uh, feed and we'll post the audio on our regular uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, so that way the audio quality will not be compromised through our streaming uh, streaming uh, software that, that we use. Uh, we may have to find a different uh, streaming uh, software platform that's different from OBS, I'm not sure, but that's a whole technical uh technical um housekeeping thing that we just gotta uh, uh work on but but yeah um but yeah so for those of you who are wondering where episode 355 was on our uh podcasting feed now you know the audio is not quite up to snuff but you can find that episode still on our facebook lot on our facebook page so you can watch the discussion and you know hopefully enjoy the discussion if you can make out the audio but yeah, man. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, big shout outs and also apologies to uh, uh, Roberto and and Patrick. Once again, a great discussion. But if anything, it'll motivate us to hopefully bring them back for another episode. This time, it won't. It won't have. It will not be on Facebook Live. But hopefully, we'll get like a clear, crystal clear audio version that we can put out for y'all uh, in the future. So yeah. Uh, with that said, um, it's great to be back in in the studio. Um, great to be back in person because I know like between like the weather and all this other stuff, New England, New England winters suck. Um, yeah, and, and, and deer, deer that don't know how to mind their own goddamn business. Get it out. Get it off your chest. So I was driving home mm. and a fucking deer <laughs> runs into, <laughs> runs into my car. So it's like, oh well, so well. Obviously, we can't. I can't drive to the Zoom studio. Can't I can't drive to the Codex Prime Studio? So we got to do our episodes on Zoom for for a lot longer than I planned because a fucking deer decided, oh, I'm gonna run across the road in the dead of night. I I I hope somebody enjoyed the venison burgers that they scraped off of that damn road. <sighs> Look, man, 
Look, look, deer, deer are are they're they're beautiful creatures, but they're dumb as rocks. Okay, well, like if they, they, they get hypnotized by headlights, you know the term deer and headlights. Yeah, the the halogens hypnotize them. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, but but this but this deer didn't stand in front of the road and looked at, looked at me. The deer tried to run across my car. Oh yeah, and so it wasn't a clear cut case where the deer stood in front of front of the road and looked at looked at my car coming at it. No, the deer tried to dash past the front of my car, and then it fucking flew over, like like a GTA character. <sighs> So so yeah. You see another car hit it at the same time to like really finish the job. Yeah, it did. So yeah, it, it, so yeah. Needless to say, so yeah. So we had another delay, but thank thankfully I was okay. I mean, no in, yeah. no injuries on my part. So that was uh, so thank goodness for that. You know, knock on wood. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, hopefully somebody enjoyed the 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 venison burgers and steaks on the grill. You know, who we Jasper Prudence load up the grill. Damn. Yeah, you know, a one steak sauce. But anyway, uh, so yeah. And needless to say, after all of that, um, we are back in the studios. We're gonna we're gonna chat about some some nerd stuff uh, as per usual, um, as, as we are want to do. Um, I'll I'll think of some things to talk about as well. Uh, we'll we'll talk about. Uh, 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 cool, notable black characters uh, in in fiction, films, television, comics, all that. Some of our favorite uh, heroes, villains, um, even even maybe maybe underrated characters, perhaps. Uh, we'll probably de- we'll definitely dig into those. Oh yeah, we'll we'll dig into all of that all of that for y'all in our in our episode. In fact, in fact, Carl's got the shirt for it, melanin right there. So the topic is totally apt. You know, blickety black, blackety black. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, uh, let's uh, let's 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 get into the proceedings. Uh, Carl, what have you been up to, man? Well, I'm gonna try to st- I'm gonna try to work my way upwards on this one. So, uh, well, on the comic front, I end up picking up because out of curiosity, um, Night Thrasher number one, which came out this week, uh, produced by Marvel, which is written by Jay Holtham and uh, Nelson Daniel who uh, did the art. So Night Thrasher was a, I'm actually, I gotta look this up. Basically, Marvel's black Bruce Wayne. No. <laughs> so he was a character that came out, I want to say in the, wow, it's been so long since I looked at Wikipedia on this thing. <laughs> Detroit came up. What? Oh, damn, it's been that long. Racist will pull, I don't know what, we were talking about to make me pull that up. <laughs> oh man! But it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so hold on, night. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Dwayne to you. So Night Thrasher was he was a non superpower vigilante, and I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. Yep. And the son of a murdered billionaire industrial son of murdered billionaire industrialist parents with ties to the Vietnam War who uses an advanced suit of body armor, firearms, and a skateboard to battle his foes and uses billionaire resources of his family foundation to fund the new warriors battle against uh, crime and corruption. That sounds very familiar. Well, I know. We get it. Yeah. With uh, with some melanated flavor. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, uh, so in this particular issue, all right, so the death of a loved one brings Dwayne Taylor, who is Night Thrasher, back, back to New York City, although he is retired from the character. I mean, not the character, from being Night Thrasher. Um, he's trying to just, like, outrun his past, like, trying to leave that world behind. But so, but then he finds it difficult when an ex-teammate of his named Silhouette, who is a member of the New Warriors, she asks, his, she asks for his help against a new criminal called uh, the OG. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then he finds out the OG's secret identity, and it kind of just changes his legacy. So, um, of course, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I want to keep reading this one. Mm. It just, It just didn't hit me. Hmm. So I'm like, because I kind of already looked at it. I'm like, it's just black Bruce Wayne. Oh. You know? And he kind of got his ass whooped. <laughs> well, that's, but yeah. then it's like, all right, you know, you get the ass whooping and then you come back and it's just like, all right. Maybe. I'm still thinking about number if I want to subscribe to it. Hopefully, if it's a short series, then yeah, definitely. I could tough that out. Okay. Five, six issues. Why not? Hmm. But if it's ongoing, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. So remains to be seen up in the air. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um so yeah, so that was that. Um big shout outs to Chris Revel and Nathan PV. They had a nice little podcast um meetup on last Thursday. Yeah, I think it was last Thursday. Yeah. The, so yeah, it was great, you know. It was great to see, you know, I, the usual crew who comes up, you know, Lauren Walker from Roadie Radio, Chuck and Brad, of course, mm-hmm. our friends of the show and former guest Anderson Tejeda and mm-hmm. his girlfriend Blake. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just, you know, when we all get together, it's just all a fun time. And uh, we're sitting there making a joke. We, we're joking around saying, you know, you have had half the people on <laughs> who are in here on your podcast already. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Judging from that, uh, that those names you mentioned, yeah, they've all been on our show. <laughs> yeah, and it was, yeah, it was a good laugh. And they, and it was at, um, uh, what was it called? I think it was called Deadbeats. Okay, it's a restaurant on uh, Night Street, and uh, yeah, a bar out in on Night Street, mm-hmm. over like in the West End, Federal, Federal Hill area. Yeah, and their special drink was an ecto cooler mm. drink. Okay, so <clears throat> nostalgia trip. Yeah. Remember the Ghostbusters high seas that mm-hmm. were green? Yeah. Picture that with alcohol. Ooh. That, and your face says it all. Okay. Man, I would love to try that. That shit was so good. I and it's it one of those drinks that sneak up on you. Mm, I bet it does. Like two tops, you'd be like, all right, I'm cool. Okay. That was really up. good. That's what's up. And of course, I had to send you a picture of the... The shirt that the bartender was wearing. Oh, yeah. Tell him about the shirt. She wore a Midsommar shirt. (laughs) I said, you know, I know you don't know me, but I need to take a picture of your shirt. She was cool about it. She was like, yo, Mm -hmm. go for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that was a great shirt, by the way. Great movie. So shout out to that bartender. 
I totally forgot her. I totally forgot her name. They did mention it, but yo, that was just a good time to be had. I can actually can't wait for Chuck and Brad's. Uh, was it the Winter Wonderland show? Wherever it is, we're going. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I wish I went to the the last uh, podcast meet, but I know nowadays it's harder for me to 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 get out uh, uh, to to Providence, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, I, I really do hope that I that I can make the next one. Yeah, Fun Bearables, fun... Winter Wonderland. Oh my God! <clears throat> oh, that's the next comedy show. Yeah, it's gonna be this Sunday. Nice. So yeah, I'm definitely going. Yeah, I'm definitely going to that. Nice. Sounds good. Sounds good. And um, so over the weekend was uh, New England Fan Fest. Okay. So I met a uh, big shout outs to uh, Brian from the UWO. Yep. He met up with us, and you know. I'm going to say this. Now, we as podcasters and huge fans of pro wrestling, and we have, you know, we have a tendency, you know, to overanalyze pro wrestling and just like try not to appear to be a mark as what they say and stuff. But sometimes you need to just shut the hell up, turn that shit off and be a fan. Yeah. Just simply be a fan and you will have the time of your life. And damn it, we did. Nice. So, first off, big shout outs to the big homie Lloyd on Hawaii. Good friend of mine. My I'm in the bloodline. My name should have been on that damn tree. My name is on that tree. You know, I have been called Oost by three members of that family. Three. First of all, I've been called two been called Oost by two of them, big Oost by Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Like we talk all the time. He listens to my mix clouds every time, nice. every week. Nice shout outs to Lloyd and Lloyd. Yo, that's my dude. That's my dude. It was so good to see him again yesterday. By like, not yesterday on Saturday, and yep. the we and he, we we just looked out for each other and stuff. But we was just going around meeting so many people. Mm-hmm. So. One of the first one, one of the first people that I went to go see over there, yeah, was um, Lillian Garcia. Oh, nice. So, funny thing is, there's a picture that I have, and um, I think I can pull, I think I can pull it up because I have to save it somehow. Okay, so this is an old picture of us from a raw many many moons ago. Okay. So I actually printed that out for her to sign it. All right. Yeah. And I actually told her, I got in trouble for that picture. Really? Because if you really look, my hand was touching her arm. Oh. And, you know, the body, the security guy was like, yeah, don't touch her. Don't touch her. I'm like, damn, my bad. Like, Mm. you just, she let me get the picture of her. I told her that story. Mm. She goes, Really? Grabs my <laughs> arm and goes like that. She loved the picture. She was taking pictures of the picture with her phone. Mm-hmm. Then she's just like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry this happened. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess they were doing their job, but still, no, 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 no. Nope. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on around here. I was like, I just paid for an autograph. No, you're taking a picture with me. Wow. So we took <laughs> pictures together with my phone, her phone. Mm-hmm. Asked her if she was still making music. If she was uh, still making music. Oh, here we go. We, if she was uh, still making music, and she was like, "Yes." Yeah, so of co- so of course, me being uh, what I've been 
called the Community Connector. Uh-huh. I'm connecting her to the Fleet DJs to help her get her music out. It's actually going to be a conservative, uh, not conservative, a uh, contemporary Christian. Mm-hmm. It's going to be contemporary Christian music, but Fleet co- covers that anyway. Okay. So it's so- like, yo, why not? Yeah, that's what's up. And yeah, she was just so she was so sweet. Trish Stratus was there, who was one of like the main attractions. Got her line was like hours long. I bet didn't need to do it because I met her already. Yep, interviewed her, mm-hmm. got pictures, autographs, and all that. Yep. So, but I just happened to be right next to her because I was talking to uh, Nicole Metalla, mm-hmm. and she. So I just say, "Hey, Trish." Um, Sorry to interrupt. I, I'm like, I know you don't remember me, but I interviewed it. So, and I just wanted to say, yep, I'm about to say it. Thank you, Trish. Mm-hmm. Mainly, mm-hmm. you know, for putting me on Most Wanted Treasures. Mm-hmm. And Jasmine got to see her father on TV. Ah. And she said Jasmine was beautiful. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Jasmine is beautiful. It's <laughs> about to turn one. What the fuck? Yeah, man. A year. <laughs> but then, so, another highlight was I uh, met up with Tony, Tony Atlas. <laughs> Tony was so cool. Mm-hmm. Tony was cool. First of all, the DJ there, Lloyd actually wanted to play my mixes over the loudspeaker, but he was mm-hmm. just playing wrestle music. Okay. So... They start playing Shelton Benjamin's his last theme, which mm-hmm. is fire, and here's Tony Atlas dancing to it. <laughs> Mine was still jacked, by the way. Oh, yeah. Barely walked, but he's still freaking. And Shelton Benjamin was just like all the way on the other side, and he goes, Shelton, get your ass over here. <laughs> Mind you, I have met Tony Atlas before, so I just, mm-hmm. I was just paying for an autograph. Mm-hmm. So, we're sitting here. Here's Shelton Benjamin just walking over to us, and we're just sitting there just laughing and joking around and stuff. Here you go. (laughs) And then next thing you know, Tony Atlas tells Shelton to get into the picture. So, here we go. (laughs) We got a free picture with Shelton Benjamin. And then... You know, that was just so, that was very cool. So then we had that Shelton Benjamin being a huge gamer that him, that he is. Mm-hmm. We had we had to like get some confirmation from it. And now here's a little backtrack. So a couple of weeks ago in the UWO, mm-hmm. they called me up because Sir Wilkins from the Jabba Tears podcast, shout out to him, yep. interviewed Kofi Kingston. Nice. Okay. And they talked about, yo, who's your favorite character in uh, Tekken? Mm-hmm. Wilkins said, Wilkins goes yo Eddie Gordo the copperware king mm-hmm. so Wilkins I mean Kofi calls him out and says yo that's a button mashing character which he is thank you <laughs> thank you Brian so on UWO they were talking about it and Brian was defending Wilkins mm-hmm. and I'm like yo he is a button mashing guy he is made for people who don't know how to play Tekken Right here. <laughs> <laughs> so we asked Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, listen, Shelton, you're a gamer. You're familiar with Tekken. 
Is Eddie Gordo a button-mashing character? Yes. Mm -hmm. Straight yeah. out of, from the mouth of babes. Yeah. But he did say, if you know how to use him, he's a bad motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like, I agree. But in all in all, he is a butt-mashing character. He is. Yes, that was confirmed by Shelton Benjamin. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. And I know they're talking about it on UWO right now. <laughs> so also another highlight, and I feel like I'm going to be like going all over the place with this, but a lot had happened that day. Mm -hmm. So we was like, yo, we got to meet Ron Simmons. Mm -hmm. So here we go. First black champion. I actually met Ron Simmons years ago when I was training for wrestling. And um, we talked. And he was actually at my first one-on-one -on -one match. And uh, he actually ended up missing it. And he was actually upset that he missed it. Me being the only black guy there. But, oh, yeah. And we took Nation nation of Domination picks. Hold on. I had to, had to move my arm to the side because I would have just blocked my face. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. How did I get? Damn. I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. So, he, so you know, we took the pic, we took those pictures and stuff. He was so cool. He was really stand up guy. And he, so Brian goes, hold on, I gotta give you a damn. I mm -hmm. gotta give you a damn. You gotta tell me how you like it. Mm -hmm. He did it the entire. Brian did it the entire. Like, convention heard it mm. and was like, and Ron was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> like that was really good. And it's so funny that I'm scrolling on TikTok and I found this girl who was there, and I did see her because I recognized her, what she was wearing. Mm -hmm. And she mentions Brian, he's like, even one fan just yelled out, damn, right to him, and Ron loved it. Yeah, and I was like, that was my boy Brian, I knew I saw him. <laughs> That's so awesome. the, yeah, that was one cool mo one cool moment. Another one was from ECW, Bill Alfonso. Now oh, this yeah. guy is a freaking hugger. Like, and this is how like you engage with your fans. Like he just comes up to us. He like we haven't even thought about him yet. We just said you know we just walk by and say hey hi and he like hey how you guys doing? Are you enjoying the show? Like he was just really like talking to us and he's like giving us both hugs. I'm like nice. We gotta support Fonzie. Like you can't do that. <laughs> you gotta support Fonzie. <laughs> so then we did that. Another person that we met too was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> First of all, his wife was like handling all this stuff. So sweet. Very sweet woman. Mm -hmm. So we talked about like, we was just talking about like the two times where pro wrestling made us cry. Okay. Was one when Yoko did the bonsai drop on him mm -hmm. and he started coughing up blood. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. like, I remember that. I, I was like, I was freaking scared. I'm like, did he kill him? <laughs> <laughs> and he even said like, it wasn't a receive. Like, it wasn't a shoot, you know, but that part was an accident. Mm. And then, but I mean, it did make great TV at that time if you're really in hot. Mm. And then when he rung this bell because he beat cancer. Because, mm. you know, his wife gave us the, you're turning 40, get your prostate checked and all that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, sound like my mama right now. <laughs> <laughs> but then... He had like little two by fours that he would sign for people. 
Nice. And he is just like, yo, every, they took so many pictures mm-hmm. just of that moment. Like, that was just so cool. And then another per. This one you'll actually love was Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, man. Hardcore wrestling legend. He put a, he put a fork to my head. I mean, legendary sick fuck, but, you know. <laughs> That's what he was known for. I'm so mad that his restaurant closed. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I would, nah, if they mentioned it in, in the movie ATL and said how good the barbecue was mm. as like one of the top barbecue restaurants in Atlanta, then I'm like, all right. Mm. Wow. I mean, you don't know. I mean, you know where it's those, a gimmick. Stop. You know where those forks have been, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> he did sell forks that he would sell. <laughs> but then he told Brian to pretend to choke him. Mm-hmm. Then he tells Brian that he got really soft hands. <laughs> what? Would you would you have expected that from Abdullah the Butcher? Not at all. And that's why that moment was freaking amazing. Wow. I. I Wow. But I can say Abdullah the Butcher put a fork to my head. How did Brian react when he when? Oh, Abdul we were freaking marking out. <laughs> and of course, ah, Sean. X-Pop. Yeah, Sean Waltman. Probably one of the nicest guys you ever meet because we sat and talked to him for probably about a good five minutes. Yeah, had one of the most memorable uh, upset victories on Monday Night Raw as a one-two-three kid. Oh, yeah, against Scott Hall. Yeah. I remember that match too. He's surprisingly tall. Oh, uh, uh, Sean Waltman. Yeah, yeah, he's taller than us. Really? Wow. Well, I wouldn't would not have thought. Me neither. Hmm. Me neither, because he looks so small on TV. Yeah. Compared to like everybody else, and everybody is usually is huge, but hmm. but yo, that that was a time to be had, bro. Uh, there was a whole mess of vendors. Uh, big shout outs to uh, Jeff Shabo, Shabby. My heart's still with you, man. And uh, he was there. So he was selling a whole bunch, you know, selling his two sweet antiques. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up a couple of comics there. There was like two vendors there. This X-Men 11 I picked up because, dude, I always love this cover. This Jim Lee cover. And then a classic Rob Liefeld from um, Evangeline. That's what it was. So I picked that, and you know, I picked that up in the foil cover too. So why not? Ten bucks? That wasn't bad at all. Hmm. Nice. But oh, Fan Fest was good. Big shout out to Mike D from Hot One Hundred Six. He was there, and it was great connecting with him again. I didn't hmm. see him in a long time. Um, whew. I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm forgetting details, and I am. No, I'm not. Oh, the video game. So there's mm-hmm. a video game that okay, that uh, Lloyd Anawai was in, and he was there to help promote that game. And you had there was a free demo to like try it out. Yeah, it was smooth. Oh, for an indie game, it was like really, really smooth. Oh, what was the? It's um... gonna be. It's gonna be called WrestleCode. Okay. So there's gonna be a lot of some big namers and a lot of indie, uh, indie um, wrestlers in there as well. But wow. Um, he wasn't able to do much because it's still in early development, mm-hmm. and I'm actually looking forward to it. Nice, like the detail, the detail and the graphics was just amazing. I wish I can. Is it like a wrestling game? Yeah, it's gonna be a wrestling game. Nice, and 
I wish I could. Sh- I wish I had like some video and stuff to show you. And um, I think I can find something. But yeah, I'll definitely like promote. I'll definitely like post it on it just so you guys can see on our Facebook. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Russell, Russell, Fan Fest was fun. Dennis Rodman was like one of the headliners there too. <laughs> Rodman. <laughs> yeah, was, and that's why I was like, getting Rodman over there. I'm just like, man. Yeah, he was like he was like one of the most infamous figures of the '90s. Yeah, I mean, three times. I want to say he's about a three-time NBA champion. Hmm. Member of the NWO. Yep. New, 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 new world order. Had it? I think he had his NWO shirt on. Oh yeah, I remember. Like he had a he had a tight team match with uh, Hogan, and they were fa- they faced DDP and Karl Malone, right? Yes, because it was around the time where the NBA Finals, where it was yeah. the Chicago Bulls versus the Utah Jazz. Yeah, <laughs> what a match! And I did not meet Dennis Rodman because I didn't have like over a hundred bu- hundred bucks to meet him, but I saw him there. Yeah, I think that's enough. <laughs> I mean, who who can forget that tag team match? I mean, I'm not expecting a five star match from from guests. I know, but still. I mean, WCW was throwing away money like it was nothing back in the day. You know, when I talked to Eric Bischoff, he was just like, you know, the biggest, he did say the biggest misconception about WCW was that they just had an endless bottom, like a bottomless pit of money. Really? And there actually was a budget. I mean, I can believe that. But, I mean, they were backed by Ted Turner. Ted Turner was their big supporter. Correct. Um, I'm trying to Let's see. And oh, while you're while you're pulling this up, I do see that you have a a comic of nobody's nobody's favorite uh, hero. Don't lie. Iron. Don't lie. Iron Fist. The yeah, that's uh, the first appearance of Colleen Wing. It was like uh, it was right there with it. So yeah. Oh snap! John texting you. What's yeah. up, John? Long time no see. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, man. Shout out to John Haponic, friend of the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, John. He's if a super villain, you can still call him that. If you're watching this, John. Um, Picture of Iron Fist, a comic nobody cares about. Clearly, the Buffalo Bills of uh, of Marvel heroes. Uh, anyway, how you doing, uh, AK Ferguson? In the chat, shout out to you. Oh, no wonder why you said that. <laughs> uh, Buffalo, aka Bridesmaid City. Anyway, uh, what else you got, man? God damn. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Speaking of comics. Um, and I know there's one more that you should highlight since you I got fi- I do I do got it. It's all the way over there, but I can't wait to read it. Yeah, since since you finally got uh your 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 copy that's been sitting here in the studio for a month because we couldn't meet uh uh to do a li- to do an in person episode. But yeah, uh Carl finally has his uh issue or or rather his copy of uh Marlon Wayne's uh super bad James Dynamite, the 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 comic that AK Ferguson wasted five dollars of his hard-earned money for on amazon so uh shame on you for for making that poor amazon driver take time and gas to deliver that piece of shit to your home jesus christ first of all uh he didn't wear robin didn't wear his nwo shirt ah okay so uh so yeah yeah uh, i'll be i'll be ready to review that next week mm-hmm yeah, it, it that that's a book that uh it, it it sets our people back. Oh, they're gonna talk about it in their next episode. Oh, man. oh, oh! I can't wait! 
I can't wait because that was money you decided to waste. You you looked at my scathing review and said, I want a copy. I want to spend well, my see, money for it. Well, see, here's the thing. Vic, you're snobby McBougie. So, <laughs> snobby of course, McBougie. We're gonna, if you hate it, odds are I'm like, it's probably not as bad as he's going to say it is. And odds are we're going to love it. The book is disgusting. It's puerile. It's immature. It was made and written by fourteen-year-olds. I, I, you know, you, you know, you know, you know what? Here's the thing. Some people grow up. Others just get older. You made it sound. You're right. You made it sound hilarious. So it's like you know what? If it, we, especially if we know what to expect from them. If we know what to expect from them, I'm like, all right, we know their type of comedy. Then we already know, like, odds are we're going to like it. You wasn't going to like it. It's like when you freaking review Tyler Perry movies. You know you hate them. You no. know you hate <laughs> everything about them. But yet you still go ahead and support this man by watching his movies, by buying Marlon Wayne's well, technically, no. I'll give you a pass because that was my money that you spent on it. Yeah. But you still go ahead and read it, knowing that you're going to hate it. You go no. into these things with a negative state of mind, and then you wind up getting even more mad about it because you read it or watched it. You did that to yourself, sir. No. Yourself. No, see, see, the thing is with Marlon Wayne's comic, I had an open mind. Like I said, I thought, I thought, you know what? I like. I'm gonna get you sucker. I thought. I think this is gonna be cool. Maybe it's like I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna get you sucker in comic book form. And what I got was a disgusting piece of shit. All right. With 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 awful. I don't believe you. With awful artwork, but I'm sure. I'm sure you'll like it because it's like <laughs> Marlon Wayne's funny. No, because you're gonna. No, odds are because if it's a black exploitation, it's gonna remind me of that one velvet painting that somebody's uncle had of a black of a big booty Afro chick mm-hmm. on a motorcycle or something. That for some reason our parents had about. It just had in their houses. Well, in the seventies and eighties, because they were just there. Well, I will say like that. That piece of artwork has more integrity and intelligence than anything you'll read in that book, sir. But hey, you know what? It's it's your money. You decided to waste. So, uh, what's your favorite Tyler Perry movie? <laughs> Aaron Ferguson wants to know. Okay, first of all, uh, I'm not a Tyler Perry fan. Yeah, but you'll go ahead and then hate on it for two hours. I would probably just never understand that why you did that. Listen, man. First of all, like the the movie that you're talking about is Acrimony, yes. and it was fun for funny for it was a, it was an unintentional comedy, and I broke down why it was an unintentional comedy and why what I found really funny about it. You knew he was gonna hate it, but. But the the my favorite I put this in strong air quotes my favorite Tyler Perry movie for all the reasons that it was not intended for was Temptation Confessions of a Marriage Counselor to me that is the funniest Tyler Perry movie because I I realized that with that movie Tyler Perry's real gift is the unintentional comedy when he tries to make a straight drama that doesn't have Medea in it but it turns out to be so badly written and badly acted and so heavy handed and it's moralizing that you just have no choice but to laugh at it oh yeah Temptation was awful but it, it, it wouldn't be it was, my favorite Mine's was, I would say mine would be Big Happy Family 
Was that the second one? No, that was a family reunion. Was the second no, one? No, this one. Uh, this one was with uh, like Bow Wow, Tiana Taylor, and stuff. It was a it was a Medea movie, but it was Big Happy Family. That was uh, that one. I kind of understood. Okay. That yeah. Yeah, I can. I understood that one and had my uh, and already knew what I was walking into, and I was like, you know what, this ain't bad. And I think I went on a date watching that one too. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, for me it was Temptation, um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I don't I don't watch uh, Tyler Perry's movies. So you know, uh, let's talk about some some real black directors. Okay, so I was gonna, he was gonna go on. You know, we had a very interesting discussion about wrestling before we got before we hit record. We did, we did. Yeah, we were talking about uh, uh, the A A E W um, some A- some flaws of A E W programming. And the tribalism of their fans, or oh no, no, it was like when they introduced when AEW, when AEW introduces a, a a new figure, a new wrestler, and then the commentators uh, they speak about this wrestler as if we're supposed to already know who they are without giving them any real background as to who they are. Yeah. Like like the one example I, I I brought up was like one of the early show one of the early episodes of Dynamite was when Luther came out. And uh, an Excalibur on commentary, I was like, oh, my God, that's Luther. That's Luther. And I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck is Luther? Yeah. Why should I care about this man? I've never seen him before in my life. Turns out, like, the, the the three hardcore fans who follow independent wrestling know who he is. But, yeah, da- damn the mainstream audience. Yeah, so, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's it was the... Yeah, is it, that is from the uh, O'Shea Jackson uh, Jr. Uh, yeah, I should call him Ice Cube Jr. too. <laughs> Yeah. It's shorter, so um, yeah. But yeah, it was that clip where where he did say like, "All right, they're bringing out this new guy. Mm-hmm. Who is he?" And the tribalisms, the mm-hmm. tribalists, mm-hmm. just come out and attack him. Like, "Oh, you're not a real wrestling fan." I'm like, "Okay, I'm not a real wrestling fan just because I'm I don't sit in front of." sit on my phone or sit in front of a screen and watch every single piece of IWC on uh, IWTV. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. So then when they finally make it, they, you know, they, you know, we're already supposed to know. Like, no, not everybody's like that. Yeah. You can only watch what you can get. Watch, yeah. watch what you can consume. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but AEW, they do have tendencies of doing that. Like, I remember there was... I can't remember this guy's name. But they put him on an episode of Rampage against John Moxley. And they just said, all right, John Moxley's going against this guy. And we're just like, who? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we... Is there any buildup? Is there any story? Why... Like, why should we care? Like, mm-hmm. and I get it. AEW only caters to those type of fans. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily good because it's giving them a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, um, like there's nothing wrong with like catering to like oh, the hardcore fan, but you got to strike a balance between those bringing them in, but also bringing like a, a more casual or mainstream audience that can, you know, that that wants to watch the show, but also wants to know who they're watching, who they who they should root for. And why they should, should they invest in these new be- these uh, newer people? Yeah, exactly. And I and I will say WWE does a good job of of that of just that you know, int- build taking time to build up 
you know, new new faces. Yeah, even if they build them. them in, but they're not saying like, all right, he's a jobber for now. He's bre- or if they want to build them, like, all right, they give them a solid, they give them a solid showing, and then they let them grow. AEW has done that. I will not take that away. Queen, Queen Aminata, mm. who's actually just who just signed for them to them. Brian Keith, mm. you know, just to name a you know, just to name a few names. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You know, they have done that before. Mm-hmm. But yeah. AEW not their fans going casual fans. Yeah. And I will say too, like uh the the whole the whole tribalism thing, you know, among among wrestling fans, it's like it's like you do realize that, you know, wrestling is in the best possible position it is now. It is amazing. Oh, I yeah. love it. I love where professional wrestling is. And a hole is, yeah. As like, in a sense, everybody's cooking. Yeah, AEW, WWE, Impact. Uh, Impact. It's, I don't know what's going on with them right now. Oh yeah, shout out to Scott Demore, man. Why did they fire him? What that man? Yeah, I hope he. I mean, I'm sure AEW could definitely could definitely benefit from them. Yeah, from his from his mind too. But it's just like, then yeah. did you did you? Every, like a lot of TNA talent mm. are putting hourglasses. I saw that. Yeah, I wonder what that means. I think they. I think it's in protest of Scott Demore being fired. Mm. But I think it's just one of those cases. Like Anthem don't really know or really care about what they have. Yeah. And TNA got talent. They do. Say his name and he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude's yeah. over. Just uh, just check him out. Like, okay, dude's over. And of course, uh, their current world champion, Moose. Yep, Moose Nation, in the house. Yeah, it's just yeah. And WWE's cooking. Yeah, say man. what you want about how you want to look at them. They're cooking. They are. They are. Uh, they're they're firmly in their bag right now. WrestleMania forty is a. It's a really good build up right now. Um, what I've noticed too, like a sidebar, um, mm-hmm. I noticed by now they haven't mentioned any of their Hall of Fame. No, and I'm very disappointed by that. Yeah, because usually they mention them back in January. They would usually mention them at the start, start of the year. Yeah, they start doing it. So huh. I, don't, I don't know what's going on with that, but I, yeah. I mean, and that's what, and that's usually my favorite part of WrestleMania weekend because mm-hmm. I'm such a huge wrestling history buff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm really I I hope they get that. You know, they start get get the ball rolling on that. But then remember, elimination chamber is on Saturday. Yeah. So it's like they'll probably start right then and there and stuff. Yeah. But um, they, yeah, they, they even this whole stuff with the Rock. Remember, yeah. Y'all gotta y'all gotta understand. They're starting a whole new story. Yeah, they're going to get to Roman and Rock. Mm-hmm. Cody is just a spoke in that wheel. Mm-hmm. So while they're finishing up one story, they're starting the next. They're starting next. Remember, there's no off season. Mm-hmm. This train keeps going. This train keeps going. Yeah. So you got to keep everybody. You got to do something to keep everybody invested. After the fact. Yeah. Yeah, I could see I I could see the groundwork uh, being laid as we speak. You know, with Cody, I think he's eventually gonna take the belt from Roman. Finally, 
Mm-hmm. Roman uh, will be uh, betrayed by The Rock. The bloodline will turn against Roman. You'll start that uh, redemption arc for Roman. He'll become a massive baby face uh, when he comes back. I hope he keeps the song. I do, I do love that song. Yeah. Yeah, you should keep it. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting build. Because yeah. it's like... Uh, because right now it's like if you notice because I'm thinking back to Rock the Rock's promo on SmackDown, mm-hmm. you notice like he never referred to Roman as the, the tribal chief. He just referred to him as my cousin. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I wonder if that's gonna be a slow build up. Like like if Roman's gonna try to be like, wait a minute, I'm not gonna stand for this shit. Well, like, he was like, yo, exactly. Because you, like I mentioned before, Rock, Roman's stance would be like, listen, I've been here, mm-hmm. I've been running shit. I've been holding this family down. Mm-hmm. But, and in, Rock's, and in Rock's point of view, well, I'm the one who's really been feeding the family. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's took this family into stardom that, you, that nobody's ever been to. Boom. There's your story. Yeah. Who's the real tribal chief? There you go. And that's the story that they've been telling. But you gotta let things build. You can't be impatient. You gotta be patient. Yeah. Let it build. Let them tell their stories. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, and yeah, it's it's good to see the Rock kind of lean into that heel role again. Not to mention, remember, using remember. Okay, here's another here's another piece of that. Mm-hmm. All right, J. Uh, this goes into the Jay and Jimmy mm-hmm. situation. Yep. So Adam Pierce tweeted, okay, if you get if you don't know, uh Jay went against um Gunther last night. Mm-hmm. Solid match too. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy cost Jay the title. Yep. To to plant that seed and let's get that going. Mm-hmm. Adam Pierce said that Jimmy will be fined. Mm-hmm. Who's in the board of directors? The Rock. Oh, he can just waive that fine. Yeah, The Rock can somehow step in and say, hey, Jimmy's not paying anything. Oh, so who are you getting? And then, of course, Triple H, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago after the press, the SmackDown after the press conference, mm-hmm. it don't matter where you sit. This is what, I, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. So Rock, using his power... And using his nepotism mm-hmm. to strut around. Listen, that's just another that's another thing. Exactly, Aaron. They injected new life into the bloodline story. Let them cook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I will I will say, like, bloodline was uh it, I mean, after WrestleMania 39, the Bloodline story walked into Walking Dead territory, but now it seems like they're 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 they, turning. They the, needed new life, but they yeah. needed to get to, they needed to get to this point. So yeah. that's why they had to do that. Oh yeah, they're turning the tides, and I'm gl- they're turning the tides, and I'm glad that they pivoted, that they righted the ship to back that to. It. That was it the, the entire time. But that was the thing, like the the way it was done. The way it was done with Cody um, coming out and and flat out just giving up his WrestleMania spot for The Rock, and now they're pivoting back to they 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 righted the ship. It was like it was just it was just a it was just a really dumb 
course of action that they took. And it's clear and it's clear that they pivoted because like the fans were were not having that at all. So they could have they could they they could still try to explain that element of the story a little more to kind of to kind of give it some plausible explanation. Let me ask you this. I don't know why, but let me ask you this. What? So when they did that, mm-hmm. was you pissed? I was annoyed. But did you get invested? No, I wasn't. <laughs> like it actually, it actually turned me off for a bit. No, no, no. But well, there's the thing. Everybody got invested. It got everybody invested with the we want Cody's and stuff. Because mm-hmm. remember, they never said that they were gonna. When Rock came out, they never said anything. No, but it was, but, but it was, it was obvious that that um that they were looking at they were looking at fan feedback and and they were like, oh shit, nobody wants to see Rock and Roman this year. But they, but here's but here's the thing. Did could they have made possibly said, all right, we did Cody and Roman last year. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see how bad the fans really wanted again, and they did. They voiced their opinion. People got injured. People got invested. Yeah, but it's like. It's like why, but why do that when, when a, when a what you when you had the story was Cody winning the Royal Rumble against to earn his shot at WrestleMania, like every like all the fans knew that that was a story going in. So why so why toy with the fans? Why to so, to quote unquote gauge their expectations? Which and also too then there's also too to start the new story with Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. I, so I, it's I like you. I get what you're saying. That they probably could have executed it better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I just understood it. Yeah, you know, it's you know, it's it's like um, it, it, I mean, it's not like the Daniel Bryan situation from like ten years ago where they clearly had a different plan for WrestleMania 30, and then the fan backlash was so strong that they had to put Daniel Bryan in the main event scene. Uh, but this one is like no, like the fans were already behind Cody. Cody's like the most over babyface in WWE. So why go through this rigmarole? Why toy with why toy with the fans? It's gonna, but you know what? Now it's gonna be even bigger. So when Cody gets that, Cody's probably gonna Cody's gonna get the confetti as he should. As I don't he know should. how that's gonna do that. That's gonna be it's gonna be like forty degrees in Philly outdoor stadium. Hmm. It, it's gonna be a that's gonna be a mess. No, Philly's not a dome. It's outdoor. Oh shit! Well, yeah, that's gonna be a mess. <laughs> it's gonna be a mess. Yeah, I hope they have good heating around the ring. <laughs> they usually do. No, they yeah. make sure they definitely. Whenever they do that, they make sure because yeah, for, uh, it's not the first time they had WrestleMania in an outdoor stadium. Oh yeah, like I remember it rained one time briefly. Uh, in Tampa, yeah. yeah. Um, but then that's always warm. But then, if we're talking temperature wise, then there's uh, then there's always um, they did it in New York, mm. well, New, New York, New Jersey, yeah, twice, yeah, and then also, yeah. So they they're they're precau- I think they're taking necessary precautions. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, Cody. Except maturing is maturing is knowing that wrestling is in the best place. That it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Immaturity is tribalism. Yeah, you know, um, 
you know you can you can you can enjoy you can enjoy the the shows enjoy enjoy wrestling and or you just be like it's like no my, my my show's better than your show and then you just deprive yourself of all that wonderful awesomeness from from the other brand yeah rock first cena two in jersey yep yep yeah so yeah I ain't talk about not a. Do you have anything to review? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what am I talking about? Uh, not. I don't have a whole. I'm so sorry. That's all right, man. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot on my end. Um, video games wise, um, just playing Demon Souls on the PS5. Um. Yep. So enjoying that. So that's gonna be my game that I'm gonna that I'm gonna focus on. Yeah, my four in February is done. So nice uh let's see on the not 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 much new on the movie front uh still uh on the tv front um been i've been watching twin peaks so i'm on uh the the third season the the final season which was the uh return uh, okay yeah from 2017 which aired on showtime so i've been watching that i'm on episode i've watched the first six episodes so far so there's 18 parts um, so far, I'm digging it. It's uh, it's definitely darker than the original series. It's definitely more surreal uh, than than the original series. Like, it's, it's definitely David Lynch unfiltered. Like, basically, all the stuff that <laughs> all the stuff that they couldn't get away with on ABC, they're doing on Showtime. Oh God! <laughs> so like, um, so yeah, like, uh, uh, it, it, it's interesting seeing. Um, Seeing seeing how events are unfolding and I, and, I, and I won't I don't spoil it but uh but yeah uh because like the original series aired in 1990 and 1991 mm. and then like the the prequel movie Fire Walk with Me came out in 1992 and then when you see the 2017 uh a revival which is the final season it's interesting seeing like all those actors from back then who appeared in the original series like the older versions of them of of them in the new series it's like huh interesting like. Like for example, the the log lady from the first season, the one she she so there's so there's, so there's this woman in the series like the way, the who she's she's just she's just she's this older woman with like these red red uh, rimmed glasses and she carries this log in her arms and she's like, my log has a message for you, and then she takes the time to she puts her ear up against the log. You don't hear anything. You don't know what the log is saying, and then you know she says, oh my log says this. And then everyone, everyone acknowledges like, okay, that's what's up. So yeah. So Sally Jesse Raphael, who worships a log, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's like there's the log lady. There's um, there's the uh the red room, you know, uh, with a dancing midget, who who speak little people. Oh, uh, a dancing uh, little person, uh, you know, who who's kind of like who's sort of who might be the evil force behind uh. Uh, uh, much of what you see in Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, don't look at the trash. So. <laughs> you know, he 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 speaks backwards. So like, so he asks uh, the main character, "Would you like some coffee?" And then he starts dancing. You know, just grooving for no reason. He's just dancing. He's just getting down. And I'm like, I don't know what this means, but uh, okay. Apparently he's evil. And and then and then there's a there's another character in the, in the series called Killer Bob. Killer Bob. So Killer Bob is the evil spirit. Is he? Is he what? Is he? Is he? Is he? Uh. uh yeah. He okay. Is. 
Yes. <laughs> so yes. Um, yeah, he's a uh, the malevolent spirit that uh, that is one of the evil forces in the show. He's basically this really creepy, creepy dude with like white long hair, and he kind of has like um, like uh, he he he, he kind of looks like he should be he should be on a registry somewhere basically. Um, yeah, if if you see if you see him pull up in your neighborhood, you know, just alert your local authorities. Yeah, call your alert your local authorities because he's 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 not a good person. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm really oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so yeah. Uh, so yeah so yeah Twin Peaks. Yeah. I I I will have more to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he kind of looks like evil Frank Miller. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I I I will have more to say about Twin Peaks uh, once I finish the the third and final season. Um, for 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 you know, I I don't want to give away any spoilers, but um, but yeah, I will say so far, six episodes in, it's definitely violent. Um, more violent than the original series. It's more surreal. If you, if you if you get lost in like the David Lynchisms, um. I don't know what to tell you. This 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 show is the show. The show really tickles every one of my fancies so far, and uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I will say get down with some with a nice cup of coffee and some cherry pie, and watch the show. I don't like the way you said that. Hot and creamy. I how did I know how it was coming. I know how it was coming. I'm just waiting for you to start. This is us. I already. Oh God, I got like so many. I got a couple people just into that. They don't cuss me. One person just <laughs> cussed me out, and I'm not gonna tell you it because. Tony, mm. you and Kathy just what did he just say? Is he related to Cheddar Bob? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's related to Cheddar Bob. Um, you know, Cheddar Bob looks kind of <laughs> registry. <laughs> So, Wait, Cheddar Bob, that sounds familiar. Eight Mile. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, They look like they could. Cheddar Bob could be his yeah. could be his son or like his younger cousin. But, uh, yeah, man, um, Twin Peaks. If you haven't seen it, do see it. So far, six episodes in of a 18-part uh, season of, of uh, season three. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Mm. I mean, like, I, I mean, what would she? I just want you to start. <laughs> I just want you and Kathy to start. This is us. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's get into some black superheroes. Some of our favorites. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's get into some black superheroes. Are some of some notable black superheroes or just like notable black uh characters in fiction be it movies books you know video games uh tv shows whatever oh so we'll we'll, we'll talk a bit of comics we'll talk a bit about some of our favorites and perhaps some of our uh what we consider underrated uh heroes um i will say uh we will be i um to begin um because we didn't have time to acknowledge him acknowledge him in the past season past episodes but rest in peace to a real life black hero. Oh my god. The one and only we Mr. Carl Weathers. Oh man. So if you talk about um one of the most notable uh, uh black characters in fiction, you got to talk about Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. Man. You know, 
when I got that news, I thought about that moment mm. at Comic Con. Oh yeah, yeah. When it was us two just standing there getting ready to interview Lou Ferrigno, mm-hmm. and then Carl Weathers just kind of, kind of interrupts us, but it's like you're Carl Weathers, you kind of get a pass. Oh yeah. <laughs> like we're just basking in greatness right now, and they're just in there just talking, and then they're freaking joking around about. Um, David Kackner and then they just pulled me into the job and, and we're just sitting there like it's okay to be starstruck sometimes <laughs> yeah it was cool like he just had a pulled up had a casual conversation I was like man that's Carl Weathers like, I was thinking like, man he's taller than I than yeah, I thought he would that's right was. yeah but him and Ferrigno yeah yeah they were they were big dudes yeah and I was rest in peace Chubbs <laughs> from <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> oh man, he got his hand back. He got his hand back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh man, yeah, that 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 broke my heart. that that hurt my heart. Yeah, man. And I haven't been this sad since Luther died. Mm. Yeah. Damn, Luther Vandross. So he died in 2005, like almost 20 years ago. Damn. Man, time flies. And we still sing that chair. It's still a chair. But anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. So, whew, we're going to start. If we're going to go on to some some of my favorites. I'm going to start off with Luke Cage. Power Man. Yeah. Luke Cage. Your your name is the name I gave you, boy. Oh, Reggie Cappy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Rod Cephas Jones was in that show too. That's right. Yeah. Lost him too. And mm-hmm. I'm watching this is a, he's he's part of like the main cast and this mm-hmm. is we just watching it. I'm like, this dude was amazing. Yeah, he was a great good actor, man. Yeah. You will see, especially in this is us, you will see me like, damn, yo, he was fucking good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll get to this is us. Trust me, it, it it's coming, it's coming. Am I having, am I gonna have to wait a year, like you did for like I did for Limitless? I can neither confirm nor deny. That means I will. <laughs> uh yeah, Luke Cage. Nah, I definitely am. That's gonna. I'm gonna start off with his because like that's just one of those like it was one of those like yo you saw yourself in him, mm-hmm. strong from the hood. His real name is Carl. Yep. <laughs> Carl Lucas. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, he was uh, Marvel's answer to the black exploitation era. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, like I said, he was from, he was from Harlem. He was, he, he was one of those, like, we felt like we was, this is us seems depressing. It's, it's not depressing, but it's very good storytelling. I promise you that. As a matter of fact, you, Nicole, watch, you and Nicole watch it together. Mm. Okay, another recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Promise you. Definitely not Tubi. Definitely <laughs> better than any Tubi movie. Um, but yeah, Luke Cage, I'm going to start off with. Go ahead, what you got? Yeah, yeah, Luke Cage is that's a it's a great one. And and, and I, I'm always struck by like the TV show, especially like the, the, the powerful image of a bulletproof black man. When you think about it, mm. yeah, and the weight, yeah, the 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 statement behind that, exactly, yeah. So 
So yeah. that's something we as a people needed to see. Oh yeah, bulletproof black man. Yeah, even like with the the holes in his hoodie and he's still walking forward. Yeah, man. To Wu Tang. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, like uh, speaking of other Marvel heroes, you know, you gotta give it up for Blade. Um, you know, Blade is a uh, one of the quintess. I mean, Blade is one of the quintessential uh, uh, black Marvel heroes, and and prior to like the the, the when the movie came out in '98, like you wouldn't think that like Blade was just like this sort of goofy looking vampire vampire hunter. Oh yeah, if you find if you find his, I think. He- the way he, because he came out in the seventies too, so yeah. he looked very like black exploitation. So. Oh yeah, yeah, like straight like like if there was like a black exploitation movie with Blade starring Rudy Ray, Ray Moore that came out in the seventies, then, then yeah, that would be, that was it. Yeah. That was Blade. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, with, down to like the janky editing and all this, but but the soundtrack I'm sure would have been fire. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but seeing Blade like the movie. The first movie that came out in '98, it was like, whew, Wesley Snipes was cooking, man. I mean, he's gonna say, I "Hate to tell you, thick, but Blade is not Blade unless it has Wesley Snipes." That to that, I agree. I agree because Wesley Snipes is the quintessential Blade. Trinity. We we don't talk about Trinity. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't talk about that movie. Uh, there's only two Blade movies. Okay. Um. Um. The the, the rumor the the rumors of a third Blade movie and a and a TV show starring Sticky Fingers those are rumors that's fake <laughs> don't don't believe what you see. Um. Lies and innuendo. But uh. But yeah, Blade man. I mean, you talking about a a, a kick ass vampire vampire slash human hybrid. All the strengths, none of the weaknesses except for the bloodlust. Yeah. Um, the 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 comic which I got to get back to reading is the new comic that's out right now. I'm still reading that. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty solid run. Like I'm up to I'm only up to the f- up to four issues. I haven't gotten back to it in a while. Five, uh, six just came out. Oh, nice. Last week. Okay, good. So right. you're not too far. You're not too far behind. Okay, good. Yeah. So yeah, like the new the new series so far, it's re- remarkably solid. So I don't know when we're we're well, I don't know when we're gonna get the Mahershala Ali version of Blade, but for now, yeah, freaking, I'm, I'm enjoying this comic. movie industry was a bitch to us. Yeah, like the with the actor strike, the writer strike, and Marvel, and even before then, Marvel just were, they were just dragging their feet, yeah, you know, with with just Blade. The, yeah, they just kind. Of, They've been through a lot. So that's why I'm just like more just one thing. I'm just more appreciative. Like we got him. Mm. We're getting movies. We're getting content. So just sit back and enjoy it. That's why. That's how I'm looking at it. Yeah. But um, okay. If we're going to talk. Oh, we got to go. We got, I got to go Chichala. Of course. Wakanda forever, man. Chadwick Boseman forever. You can tell by that movie that they was not expecting it to blow up the way it did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Didn't have the best CGI. It didn't. That that Killmonger to uh, T'Challa fight is pretty jank. No, the the rhinos is what did it for me. Really, I thought the rhinos were okay. I thought they were fine. I had not any problem with the rhinos, but like the the Killmonger uh, Black Panther fight, like when the trains rolled yeah. by, that was like some Spider Man two thousand two era. CGI. That was a lot. Yeah. Well, a lot. Was, yeah, a lot was going on with that, and I guess yeah, they, yeah like I said, they didn't expect it, but. Mm. I mean, but not even just the um, the movie, yeah. But the comics as well, like such great writers mm. have been stay, dating back to just Don McGregor, who we had the pleasure of interviewing. Yep. Like 
Say what you want. I'm like, it's just an old white man writing about Black Panther. I'm like, nah, he he was on our side. Yeah. He was one of us. Not get it twisted. And he just, he wrote, the way he wrote those comics, excuse me, in such detail where it's like he, like you, he made you feel like even though you're reading a comic, you're getting a visual, but you're, he made you feel it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas now you move on to uh, Christopher Priest in the late 90s and early 2000s. He made Black Panther just cool. He made him relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you move on to, um, oh, Reggie Hudlin's run mm-hmm. it was the same way. Yeah. And all of that. And then you got, a, you got a chance with Reggie Hudlin. You got a chance to know more about Wakanda. It made like... The country of Wakanda. The country of Wakanda was an actual character, mm-hmm. and all that. So where now I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Then you go to Tani Easy Coates, mm-hmm. who's still like one of my favorite writers. But it's like he took not only like everything that the Black Panther was going through, but what Wakanda was going through, and he took it not only a religious turn, him not even a spirit. I wouldn't say religious, but he made Black Panther and Wakanda's more spiritual. Mm-hmm. So you actually feel you feel them more, mm-hmm. and then it also took a political turn as well. Yeah, where it's like you kind of just it, you understand it from a political standpoint, and he was able to mesh them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and to do that with those writers and that character, you gotta mm-hmm. give it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like with uh. I mean the the Black Black Panther like since 2018 like the stock of that character has oh, risen considerably immensely. Yeah. And which which makes me which makes me wish so hard that like we didn't lose Chadwick Boseman yeah, man. But uh but yeah, like that we'll always have that 2018 movie, man. We will in that moment. Yeah. That moment in time. Yep. And 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 also sidebar, you know, those those two Black Panther movies made uh Legendary costume designer Ruthie Carter, a two-time Oscar winner. Suck it, John Aponte. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, John has a uh, well. He does well. I will say, as a DC fan, John he can cling on to Joaquin Phoenix's Best Actor win for Joker and the Suicide Squad 2016 Best Makeup and Hairstyling Oscar. <laughs> you said it was a weak year, so we don't count it. Yeah, it was. I mean, only all the Harley Quinn cosplays, you know. But uh, but yeah, if we're talking about um. But yeah, if we're talking about uh, 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 T'Challa, gotta mention Storm. OP. Yeah, Aurora Monroe controls the weather. You know, bring our ass over here because I'm tired of this snow and winter. (laughs) For real, man. (laughs) If you can just just give us 70 degree days every day. Uh, And I'll be okay. Yeah, none of this snow, this blizzard nonsense. You know? Um, But yeah, man. uh, Storm. Definitely one of the one of the best uh, 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 black superheroes. Very complex character. Yeah, like someone who's someone who someone who's can, who can control the weather, who has all this open and open environments, but then she has claustrophobia. So it's like kind of like that duality there. I thought that was pretty interesting. There, you know what it is because there's a struggle. Yeah. You know there, there's 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 a struggle. There's like some type of humanity in her, mm-hmm. and you gotta make your you gotta make your characters relatable. Yeah. To to grab your readers so yeah um and speaking of storm like you might know this more but um has she ever had like a solo comic book run she's had a couple 
Okay. Um, have you read, read any of them? I read uh, I read uh, one issue. She had a recent one, and I do have like the number one issue. I didn't continue on. Okay. Yeah, because that's that's a character that I would love to see have like a solid solo run. Like now, I think she's had some before. Yeah. It, I can actually I can look some up for you, and then I'll send them your way. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it because like. Cause like, cause that, that's someone that's a character that I like to see like have like a solo a new solo run now. Yeah, she had, you know like in the comics she had a relationship with Wolverine as well. Yep, yep, I know that. It was a very complicated one too. Very complex and complicated ones. Mm. That'll be interesting to see on film. Definitely. Yeah. Um. All right. If you want to take it to so- oh my favorite my all time favorite hero, Spawn. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Psh, yo. This dude went to hell, got his powers, and then still told the devil to fuck, go fuck himself. Man, listen. <laughs> that was, that's, that's what you call power. Yeah. Yeah. Al Simmons. Yeah. And I know the 97 movie didn't age well. It was fun for its time. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I, nah, I wouldn't say that. We've seen worse. We've gotten worse. <laughs> Would you put Spawn up against Steel? Oh man, Steel is painful. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, Steel. Shaquille O'Neal, Steel. Sandwiches. Shaq Fu. Twism. Twism. Hey, you can't stop the ring with such a dope record. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I, I will say bring us Shaq Fu part three, damn it. Oh, look! Why would you, why would you want that? I, I want NetherRealm Studios to take to use their energy and their resources to use the M- Mortal Kombat One engine to give us Shaq Fu Three. That's what I want. Don't do that to us. No, you don't. Come on, like you, you, you have like Shaq Shaq Fu versus Rodman. You know what I'm saying? Stop. Hell yeah. Stop. Everybody says still didn't happen. <laughs> Yo, Shaq was on top of the world at the time. He was, man. So let's just throw him throw him in movies. Yeah. That Shaq Fu was fine. Shaq was the worst character in the game. Uh Shaq Fu was 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 a dumpster fire. We can agree there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. Hit, hit me with a hero. Um oh, or even a villain. Ooh, yeah. Uh let me th- let me think. Um, Flex Alexander as Michael Jackson. I'm kidding. <laughs> Have you seen pictures of freaking Jermaine's son as Michael? Yeah, the the dead ringer man. Yeah, but nobody's out. Some I I'm. They're gonna have to try really hard to prove me wrong because the mm. best person to ever portray Michael Jackson in the movie was Riley Draper. God rest his soul. Mm. Jackson's American Dream is still one of my favorite like musical biopics. Yeah, that that was that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Have you ever seen uh, Kiki Palmer do an Angela Bassett impression? No, I have not. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to look it up. Oh, I'll show you after this. I'm actually right. I'm actually gonna write it down so I can show you. But oh my God, like she. If they ever decide to make an Angela Bassett biopic, mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer. All right. You know what? Could work. Could work. She she nails it. Um. But yeah, uh, I will say like uh, for for other characters, um, not, necess- not necessarily a villain, maybe an antihero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deathlock. 
Antihero, definitely. Um, um, has Deathlock ever been portrayed? In, yes, in, in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was portrayed by, um, I forget his name, but he was he played Richard Street in the Temptation movie. Hold on. Mm. Hold on. I can actually, I can get it for you right now. In television, by uh, no. by J. August Richards. Mm. Yeah, he's a uh, actually he's actually currently in this. He's actually in the current uh, Black Panther run. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, I remember seeing like uh, Deathlock comics like pretty much everywhere in the '90s growing up, but I never, I was never interested enough to actually pick up a pick up an issue. But um, but for thinking of like other other heroes too, um, how about remember Mantis that TV show? Carl Lumbly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think just why not just reboot that? If, with with reboots being so like de jour, like why not just bring back Mantis a, a rebooted version? There you go. Oh oh okay, that's actually that's actually a good representation. Not bad, not bad for Agents of Shield, right? No, not at all. Yeah. And he was actually a very sympathetic character. Oh, okay. Like, I remember watching that series. I actually never did finish it. Hmm. But, um... Oh, man. Yeah, Mantis. I remember... I remember Mantis. My dad liked Mantis. Yeah, like, he was a... He was a... I think he was, like, a scientist or... Yeah, he he was i I'm, I'm just reading the Wikipedia, and I was just like, he was shot in the spine. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, like, uh, he created this uh, powered exoskeleton, which gave him superpowers and the ability to walk. Um, yeah, I'd say, you know, and, and, you know, since it, since it had, deals with, like, you know, like, police brutality and all that, yo, bring back Mantis. He could work. He, 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 he could definitely, he, he could definitely work. Yeah, and you, and you can even bring Carl Umley in as, like, a cameo appearance or something. Yeah, well, maybe he can be the original Mantis and he's upgraded his suit and give it to somebody even younger. Uh, there you go. Yeah, we love it. Boom! There's your story. Yeah, um, I think John Nunez in the comments is asking about Cyclops. Yeah, we're talking. Um, we uh, are talking. We're talking like uh, our favorite, like black superheroes. Yeah, black superheroes and uh, other black characters in fiction. But Cyclops, um, I, I don't know. I don't know if Cyclops would, as a sidebar, I don't know if Cyclops would be an interesting enough character for a solo movie or even a solo series of comics because he's always so closely linked with x-men but but you know we'll see yeah so um okay let me oh man you thought some good one that was a good one with death black lightning mm. i'm not gonna lie the show had the show had his run i'm not too much of a fan of it because mm. you know you know, I may be in a Marvel guy. I know of him. Oh, John Stewart's uh, Green Lantern. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, I heard Tyrese wanted to play him. I heard that too. And hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Hmm. I mean, I I know I know I I think I think Tyrese could. He has the look. Yeah, I just can't see him as John Stewart. Nah. He's not Jody anymore. Okay. <laughs> so, 
I I know he's he's not Jody anymore. I know he's past the past the the weird manic phase he had a few years ago. The you know what more what do, do you want, want from me? <laughs> Which um, shout outs to whoever made that um, Baltimore club based track of that. Of, of his. Yeah, no meme is safe. No meme, no breakdown is safe. Oh no, you were either getting a song or a meme. But oh yeah, song. Oh man. Um, let's see. Uh, Ooh. Damn, I wish Prodigy, Prodigy was done by Image, and that was a good one. Mm. That was a good set. That was definitely a good series by Mark Millar. Ooh, uh, you know what? You know what character I would love to see, like in live action, done done justice. Shadow Man. No, I'm. You know, I'm thinking the Shadow. And I think Alec Baldwin did that in the 90s. Yeah, The Shadow. That, yeah, that was like a old like 30s, 30s yeah. uh, superhero. But yeah, but yeah, I would say Shadow Man. Like if you haven't read the the comics, the Valiant comics, mm-hmm. I say I say give him a shot. Like especially like the most recent one or the one from like 2018 or so. Okay, that was a good run. Yeah, because like and and even the video game from 1999 had a very interesting character. Like you could take like the whole. Louisiana voodoo setting is it's really it's pretty dope. that's what they did with cloak and dagger when they had their show on Hulu oh really yeah yeah but they made they made it like a teen they made it a teen drama oh yeah that's right instead yeah. of uh you know what cloak's real name is what's his name cloak <laughs> his real like his real name what was his real name Tyrone Johnson <laughs> Tyrone Johnson <laughs> wait a minute Wait, 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 wait. My num- he's named after my number one hater. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, uh Shadow but yeah, I would love to see Shadow Man in done in live action cuz that would be really cool. If done right, of course. Know, I'm, I'm actually just trying to like hold on. I'm, that was in the show. Yeah. Cloak and Dagger Cup. Okay. Um, Aaron Ferguson yeah, mentioned. Yeah, no, Alter Ego. It's cloaked. It's Tyrone Johnson. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Thumb, thumbs down. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Static Shock, of course. That's oh another yeah, you one. can't forget. No. I'm getting, oh, what's his name from Stranger Things? Oh, uh, you know who I'm talking about. You're probably picturing him right now. The black kid, right? Yeah. Oh shit! I should, oh, I should know his name. Uh, he played uh, Ricky Bell in the, in the uh, new edition movie. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin. Okay. Yeah, oh, had, yeah, a lot of people want him to want him to portray Static Shock. Mm, he has been it. lots of like AI, like custom arts mm-hmm. and stuff, and he nails it. I can see that. I can see him. Playing Static Shock for sure, yeah. Either him or uh, God, I'm freaking. He played in the Hate You Gave. Um, oh, was, was it um? Asante. Is it Asante Black? Yes. Yeah, he was in um. Story of the recent recent movie I recently reviewed. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's yeah. I can see him doing it too. I mean, he may be a little too young yet. Yeah, because Caleb McLaughlin, I think he's starting to grow out of the role a little bit. Because mm-hmm. he, he's growing up pretty fast, so. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, we're going to talk. Oof. Bishop. Okay, Bishop from X-Men. I, I'm still campaigning for Method Man to play him. Really? Why, why am I lot, He has interest in playing him. He's actually been training to play Bishop. Hmm. I say, why not? In, well, method, well, one thing, too, as the character evolved, he doesn't have, like, the long hair anymore. Mm-hmm. So, he, and Method Man did cosplay as Bishop, and I was like, yo, this is pretty, okay. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let this happen. Okay. So, like, uh, so he wouldn't, he wouldn't wear the future jerry curl? Nah. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not, it's not and a that's bad just image. a cosplay. So just imagine they actually give him like real like movie, um, like a movie outfit. Yeah. Um. Whew. Okay. Um. Let me see. Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Lando. <laughs> you know Lando. Uh, um. I know he had his own comic uh, briefly. Yeah. I know Donald Glover, Glover played him in um, the Solo, Han Solo movie. Uh, hey, we're going to review Solo. No, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, not, neither of us could could be bothered to watch it. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Me so. neither. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I will say another another uh, notable uh, uh, black superhero who's also, who's also getting a – who also has a new run – uh, for the past few years in DC is Nubia, uh, Wonder Woman's black twin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's getting. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's getting a solo run. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, hmm. You know what? I could see this working if uh, if Warner Brothers and DC, you know, under James Gunn's uh, direction, because yeah. like under like the DCEU, no, they they they, they probably would have made the movie and shelved it it's like okay. they did with back okay. back okay. Batwoman. Why would you shelve? Yeah, what would you take? Okay. The, why okay. would you take it's the time? Over. It's over. Justice for Batgirl. Give us the Batgirl movie. You have you have the, the HBO Max. Just just throw it on there. It's fine. It's okay. It's over. It's over. I know the DCEU is it, over. It, it, we, it, it's buried. It, it's, it, it's dead and buried. I know the D, the, the DCEU it's 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 buried it, it's done now, you know, it's it's m- much much like the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl dreams it's buried, it's it's under the ground we don't speak of it again. It is what it is. I just wish we had the background movie. Okay, <laughs> was it a movie or a show? It was a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. They finished it and they just said nah. Yeah. That's basically what they said. He's like, nah. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Let me see. Let's get like two more. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. let's at least get two more of each. Uh, let me see. Well, John Williams' character in um, Detroit Become Human. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I would put him in. He was a compelling character. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did I even say the guy's name right? 
Was Je- Je- Jesse Williams, right? Jesse Williams. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Williams in Detroit become human. He, he was quite a compelling character. I, I put him there. Yeah. Hmm. Jesse Williams. Uh, okay. Damn. Oh, look at me celebrating style. Why not redo Catwoman? Whoa. Oh. I mean, the I've, the the Catwoman movie from '04 was 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 just doo doo juice. Um. Got it, yeah. It, it it was it was. Um. It was not good. Like um, Listen, the only reason they made that movie was just to get Halle Berry in a cat suit. I mean, but but the cat suit didn't even look good. It, it just looked like it was just literally thrown together from like Party City. It was just Halle Berry. It was just hey, you know what we'll sell? Halle Berry in a cat suit, and we can call it Catwoman. It wasn't even <laughs> Selena Kyle. No, it was Patience Phillips. Yeah. Catwoman, <laughs> Catwoman didn't happen. Yeah. Oh my God. Have you seen the movie? No. Yeah. You consider yourself lucky. Just don't. Like, I'll say, like, if you if you have a bad movie night, you could you could definitely laugh at it and roast it, like like Mystery Science Theater three thousand. But yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, I, I mean, I know. I mean, but she did do Swordfish, and that was a really good movie. Swordfish was decent, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you if you were like, let me see, it came out in two thousand, so we were like sixteen. So you know why sixteen year old sixteen year old boys went to see that movie? Uh, it, yeah, but there, there still. were there were two reasons why we went to see that movie. I saw it twice in the theater, so I'm just Fives. saying. Not, I'm not even <laughs> mad at you. Not even mad at you. This day, I'm like, you know what? I said I did. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It was a time to be had. <laughs> It, it it certainly was a time to be had. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> oh man, we gonna go? Uh, no, you know what? I loved Alfred Wittard's portrayal of Black Mariah and Luke Cage. I'm- yeah, yes, yeah, Stokes. <laughs> man, her character was like the fact how she killed Cottonmouth. Cause like oh, that's for her family too. Yeah, because Cottonmouth was like he was like in reference to like how she was you know basically pimped out as a kid. She was like he was like yeah you wanted it, and then she she got so mad. She, he sudden, triggered she, yeah she got triggered and straight up killed him. She's like I didn't want it. And oh man, Alfie would have played that scene really well. Well, look who's playing it. I mean, yeah, it's Alfred Woodard, but like, uh, I'm just saying, like, she really, she really sold that intensity. Did you really think well. that she was gonna fail? That? No, that's not what I'm saying, Carl. It's like I'm saying, like, the quality of her acting. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just saying, I, and I'm just saying, I expect no less. Yeah, it's like I didn't want it. Yeah, I was like, goddamn, like that's not how I expected Cottonmouth to go out. <laughs> no, I thought it was just gonna be like the main villain throughout the whole series, but nope. Hit you with the swerve, bro. Yeah, hit me with the swerve. You know, uh, like Vince Russo, except it was done well. And no, and po- nothing on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> nothing on a pole. <laughs> oh man, who else we got? Who else we got? Misty Knight. Oh yeah, yeah, Misty Knight from uh, you know, um, Luke Cage. Yep, and um, Daughters Luke of Cage, the Dragon. I've, yeah, and Daughters of the Dragon. I, I got a couple. I got one of their uh, solo trade. I got their. Uh, 
trade paperbacks. I think I do have Misty Knight's first appearance. Mm. You know, Colleen's right there. And I know I have the first Daughters of the Dragon, actually. Mm. I think uh, uh, John's mentioning uh, Valza. (laughs) It's literally the, the issue right after this one. Oh, really? Valzad. Oh, the Valzad Superman, Earth 2. Okay. I am really just checking. I got to see. Yeah, from what I hear, Black Adam wasn't very good. Nah. It it wasn't. Um. Oh, yep. I do have first pairs of Misty Knight. Okay. Dope. Um, Night Thrasher hasn't won me over yet, so keep trying. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, we'll 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 see if Night Thrasher. How can we forget Bruce Leroy? Oh my God, the Last Dragon! You are the Last Dragon. <laughs> Yo, man, listen, I'm telling you, when when you reach that upper level, your mind, body, and soul will be one. <laughs> it's a sacrifice. <laughs> it takes hard work. It's a way of life <laughs> when you got that glow. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yo. Okay. I had to do it. I had to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when, he, when he's waving his arms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bruce Leroy, show enough. Man. Listen, that, 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 was, that was a great time. It was. I mean, I, I mean I'm going to try to eat some popcorn with chopsticks like he, like he does in a movie. I'm going to try that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to mention Bruce Leroy and Show Enough, Last <laughs> Dragon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next next year is going to be the 40, 40 year anniversary of that God movie. Eighty five. Yeah, man. Yeah, what's up? What's up, Kyle? Shout outs to you, my friend. Oh, they must just ra- they must have <laughs> just wrapped up. Yeah. Um, I will say like an, another another notable black character uh, in DC, and and is is Amanda Waller. Um, yeah. Cause, cause, like, cause, depending on how, how her alignment, like, she could be straight up ruthless and basically evil, or she could, or she could still be heroic but still be a hard ass, like Viola Davis, man. Like, that, oh, she's the best. She is the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the best possible actress to play to play that character, and I and I really hope that uh, in James Gunn's DC DC verse, I hope that he continues to use Viola Davis in that in that role. Cause, but here's some things yeah. that really like shocked me. You know, Pam Grier portrayed her. Really? In Smallville. No kidding. Wow. Oh, let me see. And uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, portrayed her in Young Justice. Okay. Hmm. Um. Let me see. Cynthia Adai Robinson. Mm-hmm. In uh, the Arrowverse, okay. And she, I know she's Tisha Campbell voiced her in uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, the 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 animated. Oh, okay. Oh, that was her. Okay. And let's see. Deborah Wilson mm-hmm. did her voice in My Adventures of Superman. Mm-hmm. Voiced uh. by Kujira. I don't know who she is. And, uh, oh, I think that's the uh, anime one. Okay. But then in films, Angela Bassett played her in the Green Lantern movie. 
I didn't see the Green Lantern movie. Understandable, but... <laughs> but okay. <laughs> uh, CCH Ponder played uh, Voister, and that's different. That is different. Wow. New. New. Yellow. Different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Wayne's Uh Batman Superman Public Enemies was... She uh, portrayed. She was voiced by CCH Pounder. Mm-hmm. Who's another great actress too? Who doesn't get her roles? Her yeah. Fl- her flowers. Yeah. Voiced by Penny J- Penny Johnson Gerald. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, Viola Davis. Yep. The best one. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? Like, even though he's technically not a black hero, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to include him based on the portrayal in the Harley Quinn animated series. Give us King Shark. I, I, I want the Ron Funches version of King Shark in live action. Because he's, he's, he's a fun character. And I think that he would he should be he should have been included in James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie in 2021. Hey, 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 no disrespect to Sylvester Stallone. But if we had the Ron Funches version of Suicide Squad, of King Shark and Suicide Squad, 2021... That movie would have been that much funny. That much more funnier. I'm just saying. Just imagine a, a, a big great white shark dude with the voice of Ron Funches. Yeah, it's that. It would have to be a comedy. Yeah, it's that good. <laughs> and on that note. Yeah. And thank you thank you for the 40 stars, John. Oh, I appreciate it. That was, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's new to us. Yeah, that is new. Never seen that before, but thank you. But uh, yeah, uh, that's a, that's about it. So yeah, let us know uh, other notable black heroes, black characters in fiction. Uh, anything that sticks out in your mind, let us know. Throw them in the comments or send us an email at uh, codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. All right, and we also got some stuff within the works too. Uh, a couple of events coming up. So make sure you stay in the loop for that. Uh, actually, we're gonna do this. Tri- we're gonna do this trivia night over again. Yeah. So when things are officially concrete, I will definitely let you know. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, we'll be up free comic book day. We will be right. We will be at Rock Cocos for that. So make sure you tune in for that. That's gonna be a nice, uh, very nice event. You know, weather permitting. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you can just you know find us on our social medias. Um, on Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, obviously on Facebook Live. Thank you for watching, mm. and uh, woo. yeah, please do use the Twitter. You can find us on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We everywhere. Yeah, not yep. to mention, do the film thing. That's right. Uh, do the film thing. You can catch that podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Uh, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find my my new show. Uh, we're seven seven episodes in. Uh, next week's episode is going to be a fun one. It's going to be episode eight. I think Uh-oh. you'd like. I think you would like it. So, so tune in on tune in on. So follow follow me on Instagram uh, at Do the Film Thing, and you'll see what the next episode will be. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what's there. Up. I think we covered it. I think we covered everything. Yeah, covered everything right there. So yeah, that's so yeah, that's that's that right there. So yeah, next week we'll be back in the studio once again. Um, so yeah, with with that uh, buttery smooth sound quality, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> 
you know um n- n- none of that uh but uh but yeah uh we will be back next week uh same codex time same codex channel facebook live around 8 p.m ish eastern on tuesday um you know, uh, we will we will keep it going. Um, our triceps will remain healthy. Oh, uh, so uh, so with that, uh, <laughs> uh, that was that was great. See, see, that's why I wish next last week's episode was 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 there because I had some CM Punk zingers, which Roberto enjoyed. But uh, but yeah, uh, uh, as as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. <laughs>